Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart -heart connection with their husband and their children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those most important relationships. The topic of today's podcast is there must be more to life than this. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free download. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care, and I'm really proud of this guide. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so that you can feel like your best self every day. And that topic goes perfectly with our theme today. So you can get that download for free by visiting my website, tinaheisman.com. Also, I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and it's actually a happy place on Facebook, so I hope that you'll join us. Okay, so let's dive in and talk about there must be more to life than this. I'm gonna start by telling you a story. When I was a younger mom and my children were little, like five and two-ish maybe, I found myself one morning at five o'clock in the morning sitting on the side of my bathtub in the dark in my Florida home. I had just gotten up for the day. I was gonna go work out. It was only five o'clock in the morning, but already I felt sad, depressed, lonely, depleted, just like physically and emotionally exhausted. But how could that be? I was married to my Prince Charming. We lived in a beautiful home in Florida, remember? Hello. <laughs> We were healthy. I was able to stay home and do some freelance writing to help support our budget and keep my career going. It just appeared, if you looked at it from the outside, like I had everything I ever wanted, but something was missing. Why did I feel this way? And as I spoke to other women about this, they told me things like, well, you have to take care of yourself, like schedule some time alone, go get a massage or something. And so, that sounded reasonable, and I told my husband about how I was feeling and that I was going to get a massage that weekend, and we both thought that it would make me feel better. And it was so interesting. During the massage, I got emotional, and I it just really struck me how exhausted I was, and I cried during the massage. Isn't that weird? The therapist might have thought it was weird, but maybe not. <laughs> but as the therapist was massaging the different parts of my body, I imagined that she was literally breaking up the stress and the negative emotions and pushing them out of my body. And so then after the massage, I felt great. Like I wanted to feel, I felt so great. But the results wore off really quickly. Like walk in the door and one whiny child quickly. Like the one whiny child sent me right back to reality. And I did not, I felt again, just depleted and depressed and hopeless and kind of thinking, I don't know what to do. I mean, like if getting out for a massage doesn't work, what's going to make me feel better? What is going to fill me up? Like truly fill me up. Have you ever felt this way? Exhausted, depleted, like there must be more to life than this. I think there's even a level of boredom in there. And it's not that we're not busy because we're so busy, but it's maybe not feeling meaningful or just fulfilling this void that we have and, and maybe not very fun too. A lot of us 
try to figure out how to fill this void by reading self-help books or taking classes. Some people even try counseling. And if you've ever found yourself in any of those places, you're not alone. I think many, many of us moms find ourselves here at some point. And the problem is that we're focusing on solving the problem the wrong way. We're searching outside of ourselves to try to fill the hole. And the problem is we will never fill this gap from the outside. It has to be filled from the inside. And we have to believe, even though I say we have to fill it from the inside, we do have work to do, but we already have everything we need inside of us. And so today I'd like to show you how you can start working to fill that void from the inside out. And it starts with taking care of yourself. I like to call this godly self-care. When we take care of ourselves in mind, body, heart, and soul, we will feel so much better. We're going to feel all of the love and all of the joy and more purpose. It's going to start from the inside of us and radiate to the outside of us. And it's not hard to do. I have six super simple steps that I want to teach you today that are going to get you on track to feeling full of life and abundance and purpose and fill that void. So let's jump in. Let's get started. Um, I think you're going to laugh at step one, but it is so true, so helpful. Like this alone could be life changing for you. Step one is a brain dump. Yep, a brain dump. Here's the thing. As moms, we get very little sleep, but it isn't only the lack of sleep that's making us so tired. Part of that is just the mental load of motherhood. Every day we do all of the things for all of the people, right? You're cooking and cleaning and running errands and planning birthday parties and all of the things. And so we see all of that on the outside, like we see ourselves doing that, but there's also all of this mental work on the inside where we're assessing everything and we're tending to everything and we're thinking, are the kids okay? Like, are they doing okay? I'm not going to screw them up, am I? And there's like all of this worry on the inside and that takes up a lot of our energy. It sucks our energy. It's like a merry-go-round that never stops spinning. We're trying to remember everything and not forget things and all of this stuff. And so the first step is to get off the merry-go-round so we can settle down, be more clear, be more calm, and stop worrying about so many things and you guys, and be present. I know we all want that. We, you know, how often are you like sitting in a room with your kids and they're talking to you, but your mind is in a hundred other different places or you're worrying about something else and you're not enjoying that one moment or present in that one moment. Doesn't mean we always have to enjoy it, but just being present in it. I think that's a goal that we all have. And so I recommend a brain dump. Think of it like turning your purse over and emptying everything out onto the table. We're shaking everything out and we're going to write down everything that's on your mind, everything you need to do, everything you need to remember, everything that is stressing you out. Just get it out. I like to do this at the start of each new month and it helps me plan for the month ahead. And then I also do it at the start of each new week 
because then you kind of take it down into more detail about what you've got to do. So you just, you don't need a lot of time for this, you guys. Just like sit down for five or 10 minutes and start your list. And then I recommend to leave it out throughout the day because you're going to remember other things to add to it. And you don't have to worry at first, unless you're super good at this and you want to, about like organizing it or prioritizing it. Just first getting it on paper and then you can go back later and like maybe write deadlines next to things, you know, when they need to be done. I always advise you to actually put those items on your calendar and like schedule when you're going to do those things. Try to group things together, you know, like the phone calls you have to make, just plan a little chunk of time where you're going to make all the phone calls. And, and really, once you get this out of your head, you're going to feel so good just to have it out of your head. You're going to feel so organized. You're going to feel so on top of things. It's going to be awesome. And I do want to say, just try to do like three things a day. Like don't, don't try to do 10 things a day. Have you ever made a to-do list of like 10 items? Do you ever finish all 10 items? Like seriously, no. Why do we do that to ourselves? Who said 10 was a good number of things to get done in a day? I say pick a number that for you is completely doable that you will absolutely finish because that builds us up. That gives us trust in ourselves and encouragement that we can get stuff done. And just knowing that if our list is too long, if it's unreasonable, it's pointless. It's just tearing us down. Okay, so I could talk about that more, but I'm going to move on. Step two, pay attention to what your body is telling you. God gave us our bodies for the purpose of carrying out his work here on earth. It is so important that we pay attention to what our bodies are telling us because they're messengers. Often we get physical signs that show us how our emotions are doing, how our inner world is doing. Things like headaches, stomach aches, maybe shoulder aches, exhaustion. All of these things are cues from your body that it is not at ease. It is not comfortable. It is not calm. And that means your mind is not at ease. And that's what we have to do. Our body's giving us cues, so let's pay attention to it. Do a quick scan of your body. Does it feel well right now? Is anything hurting or bothering you? That's, it's just really that simple. You guys, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make ourselves a priority. We've got to get some sleep, fill our body with nutrients that give us energy and fuel, and find ways to exercise our bodies that bring us joy. And I know that in this demanding season of motherhood, it can feel so discouraging and overwhelming or even impossible. But here's what I always say. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. There is no finish line. We just make imperfect progress each day. Each day is a new day to try again. Brush off yesterday, start again today. It's just really about being intentional about taking care of yourself. And even when you're not perfect, just being intentional about taking care of yourself is so life-giving. And I just want you to know, we don't have to go out and run a marathon or start the Whole30 diet tomorrow but we could start with some reasonable goals. If all of your nutrition is off right now, just pick one meal to work on this week and make it better. Make one improvement that you can totally do and prove to yourself that you've got this. If you know you need to exercise, start small, go for a walk, play with the kids, whatever you gotta do just to move your body and get some exercise. 
And if you do want to do formal exercise, it doesn't have to be an hour or more on end. It could be just start small with 20 minutes or 30 minutes. If you're exhausted, my friends, please sleep. Figure out a way, whatever you've got to do. If you need help from your husband or a friend or somebody so you can get a little bit more sleep at night or could you take a little nap during the day? These things are really life-giving to us and they just help fill us up so that we can be the woman that we want to be. So we can keep our peace in our mind and our peace in our body and it just feels so much better. You guys, it's just not a luxury, you know? We got, we've got we got to slow down in this life. I know everyone tells us we want to be better, faster, stronger, but that's not helping us. That's making us more crazy. We've got to slow down and check in with ourselves to make sure that these bodies of ours are able to function at full capacity because they're a gift. All right, so that step is going to give you so much energy. And now we're gonna kind of move into your mind with step three. I call this one, gather your gratitude. Gratitude is more than just a reaction to like receiving something that you want. It is actually a tonic against bitterness and anger and dissatisfaction with life. Gratitude is a miracle worker, especially when we're struggling to feel happy. Practicing gratitude slows us down and brings us into that present moment where we can see all of the blessings that we have. Gratitude takes our attention off of our problems and helps us focus on the positive. And that opens up the door for continued blessings and for us to notice more of the blessings we have. It makes us feel refreshed and renewed. So I'm often thankful for basic things, right? My relationship with God, my family, my friends, my health, sleep. You guys know me. Like, I'm all about the sleep. (laughs) Sunshine. I'm always grateful for sunshine. My home. And I even thank God for the things that he did for me that I did not notice because we know that he is constantly moving and doing things that we don't notice. We're moving too quickly. We don't see them. And so that's something that I also thank God for. And I also try to look for unique things every day, like being on the lookout for them, which is so good because it programs your mind to see the good things. But we want to look each day for like new and unique things that we can be grateful for. Like maybe a friend reached out to you that you haven't heard from in a while, or you actually had a nice time playing Barbies with your daughter. You actually enjoyed it for a few minutes. Or maybe you had a nice date with your husband, or your son's teacher went out of her way to help your son with something. Like those little things. So scour your day and look for things to be thankful for. This is going to elevate your mood And that's going to elevate your entire well-being. And it's going to train your brain to be looking for the good things that are happening in your life. And life changes radically when we look for the things to be grateful for every day. So make it your goal to write down every day at least five to ten things that you are grateful for. Okay, step four is a fun one. Cultivate your creativity. God has blessed each and every one of us with unique skills and abilities and passions, and it's up to us to use them. So many times when we become a mom, some of our talents and gifts are unfortunately left by the wayside, right? We just feel like we're too busy. But I have good news for you. 
We do not have to give up our passions and interests once we become a mom, and we really shouldn't. It's important that we find time for what we love to do so it fills us up, gives us purpose, gives us energy. And in this way, I just think it's not a luxury. So I'd love for you to think about what you have given up since becoming a mother. Is it reading something other than self-help books or writing or exercising or gardening or painting or making jewelry? Where can you bring some of that back into your life today? And I know this is easier said than done, but what I want you to know is if you invest the time in doing a little something for you on a regular basis, it gives you more time because it fills you up and gives you more energy and that allows you to be more present and energetic in your life. And so that is one way of cultivating your creativity. And another way is asking yourself, where can I be creative in my life today? So for example, in your parenting, what could you do today to bring some creativity into your parenting? Well, one way that I did at one time was when my daughter was refusing to put socks on because it was too hot. She just wanted to wear gym shoes without socks. And rather than have a battle with her, I thought to myself, how can I get creative right now? And suggested to her that we put the socks in the freezer so that they would cool her feet. And she loved that idea and she put the socks on and everything was good. So it's just really trying to see, especially when problems come your way, like how can I bring my creativity into this? How can I solve this with creativity? And you want to bring it into your marriage too. Like maybe come up with a new fresh date night idea or even like a new recipe to make for, you know, your husband at home or for a recipe for him to try if he's the one that does the cooking at home. But you, I think you get my point. Like we can take it from the aspect of like our gifts and talents and going out into the world and doing those things again that make us feel good. And we can also bring it directly into our day in the present moment, in the moments that we're living in right now. So ask yourself, where can I be creative today? And that's going to make you feel so energized. Okay, step five is get in God's word. You guys, God's word answers almost every question that we have about how we should be living our lives. I used to think that the Bible was some old book that is not really relevant, but I have come to discover that the scriptures are living and active and the Holy Spirit uses them to speak to us in order to give us guidance and support and direction. Maybe you're already an expert at this, maybe you're not, but here's how I got started in scripture. I started small by just reading like the Bible verse of the day in my Bible app. And then I moved on to a devotional. And at the first one I ever read was Jesus Calling, which um, is based on scripture, which I love. And I am Catholic. And so sometimes I also read the daily readings that would be read at mass each day. And then what I do is I ask God where this scripture applies in my life. And the crazy thing is it always applies. And so one time there was something bothering me going on in my marriage that I was wondering if I should talk to my husband about. And so I was praying about it. And God gave me scriptures. One of them was Proverbs 31, 26. She opens her mouth in wisdom. Kindly instruction is on her tongue. And the other one was Psalm 141, 3. Set a guard, Lord, before my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So this was so helpful to me. And I never would have gotten that guidance 
at least in that way, if I wasn't reading God's word. And I was so grateful for that. So if you want to hear what God is trying to tell you, try to give yourself a few minutes each day to take a look at what he has to say. This, this step, this practice is going to help you feel so alive and full of purpose in knowing what God wants you to do and when, and that is going to give you energy and help fill that void of there must be more to life than this. And then the final step, step six, is closely related to getting in God's word, and it's noticing God's activity in your life. And I love this one. I think this makes life such an adventure. God wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. And he created us specifically for that. And he wants us to experience him in the world and to seek him. Because the more that we experience him, the more we will trust him. And the more we will come to him and the more we will relate with him. And God is trying to talk to us every moment of every day. We just have to look for it. So some examples. I had a client who out of the blue, got an extra $289 check in the mail when she had an unexpected $289 bill to pay. Like, kind of cool. And then there was another client who was privately struggling with yelling at her children. And out of the blue, a friend of hers sent her an article about like how to stop yelling to help her. Now, you can choose to believe that those are coincidences. I choose to believe that that's God. That's God being active. And when we notice it, it's so exciting. And I wanted to share with you those two verses that I shared with you that God put on my heart about watching the words coming out of your mouth. Craziest thing, the same day a friend sent me a video called Training Your Mouth for Marriage. (laughs) Okay, God's message was totally unmistakable there, right? Like I got the message and I'm so grateful for the help. And so I just want to encourage you, like, this is exciting. Like, this fills you up. This gives you joy and purpose, and it helps you fill that void. Because if you look for all of these things, you're going to find that they're there. You're going to live your life more connected to God. And in addition to the scripture, when you're in, on the lookout for all of those coincidences and answered prayers, of course. And I do encourage you to write this down in a journal because... It's so awesome to go back and look later at all of the answered prayers, at all of the activity that God is doing in your life. It's such a cool thing. Okay, so those are my six steps. So we talked about dumping out the contents of your brain, paying attention to what your body is telling you, gathering your gratitude, cultivating your creativity, getting into God's word, and noticing God's activity in your life. If you'll work on these six things, you're going to start to feel more energized and happier and more focused and that you're living more intentionally. It's going to fill you up and fill that void and fill that wondering of, could there be more to life than this? And so that is the thing that I want you all to work on. And maybe this week you just pick one of those six things to work on. We don't have to do everything at once, but try one thing. Do that for a week or so, and then try another thing. And if you need help with this, or if you need accountability, reach out to me. I can totally help you. And also remember um, that my 
guilt, my guide to guilt-free self-care is um, all of this is in there. And so download that and that free resource can really help you get on your way and going. And also, finally, I'd love to see you in the Life Design community on Facebook. So join us over there. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week.